This is Gemara and Shabbos, Daf Kuf Nun Hey, closing in on the end of the Masechta tonight. Cheers, be schus for Shlema for Emmanuel Ben Figel, Chaim Berman, Chaim Nita, Chaim Bat Basven, Chaim Ben Sarah, Shlomo Simon, Yisrael Sar Baskin Endol, Ita Basion Baschaya Sara, Yisrael Chaim Ben Sarah Hesni, Yisrael Ben Mendel, Yisrael Bertin, Yisrael Shavalei, Tini Glin Chayit Yisrael Sar, Shlomo Mit Bas Noami, Moshev Figel Bas Yirachanim, Fal David Ben Ita Riva Bas Teishar Chali Yisrael. Again, thank you all for reaching out. Looking forward to seeing you all Sunday night. Anyone who is in Eretz Yisrael. Just a reminder to please contact me. And anyone who is not, again, will be on tour anytime slash Shabbos Siyam. Please be in touch if you need any more details. We're going to pick it up for Kofman and Dalit We're actually going to go back a little bit to this whole Gemara with the tree and with the Sukkah to get uh, one dot more clarity on that as we move into the same Sugi is going to continue. Very important Sugi. Every Sugi is important. Says the Gemara, Eisve. So we're going to begin about 12 lines from the bottom of the Ahmed. First one in line is Havu. And again, what we're discussing here is something called Sidhe, the size of a tree, the size of an animal. We know you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos, you're not allowed to use an animal on Shabbos. Question is, what about the size of the tree, the size of an animal? You're allowed to use that. And then today we're going to be see something called the Sidhe Stiadim, the sides of the sides. So again, let's continue. Says Gemara, You have two walls of a sukkah that are regular walls. Va'achas and one of them is attached to the tree. Ksheirat is kasher yantif, but you are not allowed to use this sukkah on yantif. It's a good sukkah. You have three walls, tree, wall, wall, but you can't go on any yantif. My love says the Gemara. The That the case is that this third wall is hammered in. You take some planks. This is the point that I wanted to clarify clearly. That you take the planks and you hammer them into the tree. The chag baby Elon, the havelate stadim. So this third wall is the side. The plank is considered the side of the tree, of the tree itself. The plank hammered into the tree is the side of the tree. Ustadanatsurim. So what do we see from here? That the sides of the tree are not allowed to use on Shabbos. Says Marloi, the kafi Elon, that you bend down the actual tree. And you put the schach on the tree itself. So you're not using the side of the tree. You're using the tree itself. Says Gemara, one second. The Seva says, You have three normal walls of one of the tree. And allowed to, yes, use it. But if you bent down the actual tree and you put the schach on the tree itself, and therefore when you use a sukkah, when you use a sukkah, you're using the schach, whether you touch it or not, and there's always a concern, as we'll see, that you might hang something on the schach, Says the Gemara. So then you're using a Mayulab Yantiv. Why can you use it? You're using the tree because the actual tree is bent down the Shachs and Havit. Velamai says the Gemara, Stodin Asurin. So fine, so let's go back. And let's see that the case is that it's actually hammered into the tree. But, and if we're going to tell me it's a Raya that the sides of the tree is Asur, which we saw was the Machlaikis. Safe Safe says the Gemara, Mayulab Yantiv. So why are you allowed to go up onto it on Yantif? The sides are also fine. That's very good. Well, then why are you allowed to use the sukkah? Ella also begabs up our that the case is that the tree itself is the fourth wall. The Elon Gufe, it's a tree with a lot of foliage, it's a thick tree. That itself is the wall. You don't put any planks into the wall. It itself is the fourth wall, Udishavye. And therefore, in the last case of the mission, you're allowed to use it because you have three kosher walls by itself. The tree is making up the fourth wall. The schach is resting on those three walls, so it's not using the tree at all. In the first case, using the tree itself, and therefore it's forbidden. But it's not necessarily approved to anything about the sides of the tree because we're not discussing when it was hammered into the tree itself. They cannot be the Katani. Zach Lal, this is the general rule. We're seven lines to the bottom. If you take away the tree and the second can stand, you're allowed to use it. 
That is the end of the proof. So again, what are we what are we left with over here? We're left with over here, and that's the right for the Mishnah. So so far we haven't had a raya whether stadim are mutter, stadim or not mutter, but we saw a very important concept. That the tree itself is called tree. That was great. And then there's something called hammering into the tree. And that's called studded. The sides of the tree. And that is what we're trying to discuss with that is Mutter Atzer. Says Gemara Lema Kitanai. Let's say whether the sides are Mutter Atzer is Matlegis tonight. Says the Gemara in Lelem Biyantif. You're not allowed to go up in Yantif. Shem Lazar this sukkah that we're discussing is a machlekes if you could use it. My This is the machlekes. The ma'ar savar stadonasurin u'ma'ar savar mutarin. Amar no, that's not the machlekes. Like the kuliyama stadonasurin. Everyone agrees you can't use the sides of a tree. This is the sidei stadim. It's not the actual sides. It's one step more removed. Ma'ar savar stadonasurin masturin. Ma'ar savar stadonasurin mutarin. This is going to be the next level, you have the tree, then you have the plank on the tree, and then the sukkah is resting on, resting on that plank. So the concern here is, they're going to come put something on the schach, and you're using the sukkah, but it's not using the stadim. The stadim is the thing attached to the tree. You're the next step removed. And that says, the Gemara, that is the machlikis, where the sidei stadim, the sides of the sides, whether that is going to be mother. Rav Amr, that's a Bayi's answer. Comes like Rav, and Rav says two lines to the bottom. Man da aser bistadim, aser nam bisidei stadim, man da shari bisidei stadim, shari nam bisadim. Says Rav, it's parallel. Whoever says you can't use the sides of a tree or an animal cannot use the sidei stadim, one more step removed. Whoever says you could use the sides, you could use one more step removed. Eitri, Mershashi, the Rav, also Mershashi asked the Rav, it says, not yasid bi'ilan. Again, these might sound like abstract cases, but well, everyone can keep in their mind, we have a very, very relevant case, which is going to be the swing attached to the tree, which we'll talk about in one moment. Says Gemara, not Yosef Elon, the type of Kofman Ham and Hal. You put a peg into a tree, Vitola Bakalkala, and you hang from that peg a basket. Lamalamas, and this is your ear, the ear of the Khumim. Ear of Khatseiris. And obviously we know that the dinner of an ear of his, you have to be able to get the ear of almost that ear of it. Well, that's going to be different type of But we'll get to that also. You have to get and eat the Erev. Says the Gemara, If this Erev thing is hanging above the Tvachim, in Erev Erev, it's no good because it's not in Yerushas. L'matam Yotvachim, Erev Erev, it's good, it's good Erev. Barring that din, says the Gemara, Taima, what do we see from over here? Did not Yasin Bilan. The reason is because you have a peg in the tree and the basket is on the peg, hanging on the peg. Oh, so that's called Side Stadim. The peg is the Stadim. The peg is the side and you're hanging Hanging on the sides, you're the side of the sides. Holloy not. But let's say you didn't put the peg in. Even if it's under your tvachim, would not be good Erev. So what do we see? This mandamer is going to hold that Sidei Stadim is allowed. If you have a peg in the tree, basket hanging on the peg, so that's two steps removed again, tree. Peg basket, two steps removed, that's yes allowed. But if you hang it directly on the tree, then it's called Stadim is not allowed. So this is a question on Rava. Because Rava said, whoever says Stadim, the sides are good, the sides of the sides are good. Whoever says the sides of the sides are, no, are not good, the sides are not good. We see here that we're obviously splitting and we're saying the sides of the sides, the see these Stadim are good, but the sides are not good. Says Very important line of Rapapa. Shibangan Avram, the Beralacha Paskins like. That if you have a, a very narrow basket, that when you take something out of this basket, it's going to shake the tree, then what? Then it's considered that you're using the tree itself. Says Rav Papa. 
I don't care if it's Stadim or if it's CD Stadim, if the tree moves. So that's rule number one. That any time the item moves, which is similar, obviously, everything we're saying here parallels by a behemoth, by an animal. Any time when you move this basket, you move, let's say we have a swing. Give a swing, it's on a rope that's on a tree. So again, let's play out the rules we just said. If you have a peg in the tree and the swing is hanging on that peg and you're sitting on the swing, so you're on this sea day studded, which is going to be fine. You're not using the tree. But if the tree moves, says Rabbi, that's what we bask says the Magna Brahma, the Veralacha. If the tree moves, then it's automatically going to be forbidden. So if it's going to be a thin branch, which might be dangerous also, but it's going to be a tree that moves a little bit, that's going to be forbidden. But if the tree does not move, then it just depends. Is it stadim or is it day stadim? If it's on the tree itself, you have, let's say, a big branch of the tree, you just tie a rope around it, and you sit on that swing, that's called the stadim, you're one step removed from the tree, that is forbidden. But if you put a peg in the tree, and then you put something onto that peg, that's day stadim, and that would be permissible, which again is obviously a hammock in all these cases, these are very relevant. And that is Allah Lamaisa. Amar Rababa says, I'm sorry, Amar Ravashi, Hashadam, it's not the Masurin, Haidarga, the middle, and now they play it out in the case, this elevated ladder, Loilincha in Shadikla. Don't rest the ladder directly on the tree. Because then what? Because then the tree is Aser, the ladder is Stadim, the sides of the tree, and you can't go on the ladder on Shabbos. Da'avalu is Stadim, because the ladder is the sides. Ella Lincha, Gavza Levarmi Dikla, rather, Rested on a stake that's into the tree, on a peg into the tree, and then and then that's called the CD stadim, and you could go up on that ladder. And when you come down, don't put your foot onto the stake, onto the peg, because then you're using the sides of the tree, which is forbidden. Rather put your foot on the rung of the ladder, and that is the seed days tell them that it's permissible. And again, in any case, someone has a hammock, a swing, anything, anytime you're going to be attached to a tree, we we'll always have to ask yourself, if the tree itself is forbidden, the sides of the tree are forbidden, the seed days tell them, then it's going to be mutter. If you have one thing into the tree and then something onto that, then that's going to be permissible. If it's something that the tree moves, either way, that's itself an iser. Says the Mr. Kufnan Hayam and Aleph, now we move into animal world. Says the Mishnah, you let it untie Bundles of shore, they behave in front of your animal. Mufasinus, I keep it, and you can scatter the keep in. Avaloi says zirin, but not the zirin. What are keeping? What are zirin? The Gemara is going to explain. But again, you could untie these bundles and you could scatter them, but not the different thing you can't scatter. In Maraskin, Loisa Shaks, Loisa Harumim, Leon Behemoth, you're not allowed to crush it up. The fodder or the carob in front of the animals, Bindaka, Bingasa, whether thin, whether fat, Rav Yudah, Matar, Becharum, and the Daka, Rav Yudah allows you to untie, I'm sorry, allows you to the Charuvin Ledaka, that you could crush up the Charuvin for the small animal, and we'll see in the Gemara exactly what that means. Says Gemara, I'm Rav Huna. So we have a Machlik, it's Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. What are these cases in the Mishnah? In the Mishnah we said, you're allowed to untie certain type of bundle, you're allowed to scatter a certain type of bundle, but you're not allowed to scatter a certain type of bundle. And we're going to have to see what all these things are. So I'm Rav Huna. Heinein, Pekian, Heinein, Kipin. Pekian and Kipin, the first two things we said in the Mishnah, those are identical. Pekian Shrey. The difference is Pekian, which is the first thing the Mishnah, that's two. It's tied around twice. Kipin is Tlasa, it's tied around three times. Zirin the Arzi. So what's the third thing we said that the sign called Zirin? We said Avaloyis a Zirin. 
And we said that you can't scatter the zirin, says Rav Huna, what is that? That is the RZ cedar bows type of cedar tree. Vachikamer. Now let's read the Mishnah, says Rav Huna. Matirim kai amir you had to untie these double-tied uh, bundles in front of the animal. Umifasin, and you could scatter them. Vua didn't, so to the keepin, you also could untie the keepin. Avaloyis azirin, but you're not allowed to untie the cedar bows. Vuloyis afasis, loyla hatir, you can't untie them, nor can you scatter them. Amar avchista, my time with Ravuna, what is the reasoning? What's going on in Ravuna's brain over here? Kasavar, lemitrach, bo'ocha, this is the rule we have to remember. Tarachina, leshavi, ocha, lemeshavinan. Says Ravuna, there's a difference between um, improving the food and creating food. Says Ravuna, you're not going to create food on Shabbos. That's going to be too much. Can't do that for your animal on Shabbos. To improve the food, to make it more enticing, they scatter the food to make it more edible because when you scatter it, it makes it less moist, Rashi says, and brings out the aroma the animal wants to eat it, whatever these things mean. But says Ravuna, the rule is you let it exert effort to make it more edible, more um, enticeable to the animal. However, to create food in the first place that you're not allowed and that's the reason why but these cedar bows he called that creating food so you can't untie it or nor scatter it when it came to the pekin and the keepin those are just making it better so then you could untie it and yes scatter it that is Rav Huna or Rav Yehuda Amar five lines for the white lines Hanein pekin Hanein zirin different Rav Huna hold Rav Yehuda hold I'm sorry that the pekin the first thing in the Mishnah and the zirin those are the same things pekin trezim nitlasa Tray, tray, I'm sorry, Pekin is when you tied it two times. Zirin is Tlasa, the Zirin is when you tied it three times. Keep in, what is the keep in? That is the Arzi, that is the cedar. So again, we're, we're just, you know, it's a little bit of a word game, what's what over here? You could untie these double-tied bo- uh, uh, bundles in front of the animal. But you're not allowed to scatter them. The keep in, when it comes to they keep them, which are the cedar bows. Those you're allowed to yes scatter. But not the zirin, which are the triple tied ones. You could untie them. So he differentiates that the triple tied ones you could untie, you can't scatter them. The cedar bows you could, you could yes scatter. And the first one you could both tie, untie, and scatter. Says the Gemara, Omar Rava, my time with Rav Yehuda, what exactly is going on here in Rav Yehuda? Kosava, the exact opposite of Rav Huna. Shavye Ochla, Kosava, Shavye Ochla, Meshavinan. You could create the food. If there's a food, and that's how he plays it out, again, we don't understand necessarily eating habits so much, but that's how he plays it out, that by, let's say, by the cedar ones, you let it untie them. What's the reason? Because that's making it into food. If not, they would not be able to eat the food. And therefore, the animal is hungry. You have to give it food. So therefore, you're allowed to do that. However, when it comes to the first one of the Mishnah, when you're, you're untying and you're scattering it to make it more enticeable, to make it more uh, uh, enjoyable for the animal, that you're not allowed to do. That's too much for Shabbos. So again, Rav Huna, the first sheet of health, to make it better, that's what you're allowed to do. To create it, you're not allowed to do. And Rav Yudah held, no, to create it, you're allowed to do. To make it better, you're not allowed to do. So Tanah and Tzadzimara, we have a bunch of questions. Let's start, we have a question from Rav Huna. Second white line. In Raskin, it says, And Mishnah concluded, you're not allowed to crush up the fodder or the carib in front of the animal, whether it's large or whether it's small. My love, Charuvin, Dominic, Shachas. That the Charuvin, the Karib, is similar to the Shachas to the animal fodder. My Shachas, the Charichi, Achla, Ruchan, the Charichi. Just like fodder is soft, so too the Karib is soft. 
Almost, what do we see in the Mishnah? You can't make something more enticeable. This was edible, it was soft, and you're making it better. So we see in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to do that. You have to do Ravuna. Ravuna is an answer. No, you read the Mishnah wrong. Not charuvin, not carib, similar to fodder, but fodder is similar to carib. My charuvin, just like carib is that kushi, it's hard. So to the fodder is that kushi, it's hard. And that's what the Mishnah means. And the exact opposite is teaching me, like I hold, that you let a yes make it more enticeable. So what's this case of hard fodder? For young donkeys, they can't eat the fodder, it's too hard. And that's what it means that you're making it better for them. Tashimas Gemara tries again another cash in Ravuna. The Mishnah concluded that Yehuda allowed you to shred the carib, to crush up the carib for the dak. The dak in the gasalois. What's the obvious implication? That he allowed you to do this for the small animals, not for the large animals. So now the Gemara says, so now we're going to try to extrapolate what does the Tanikama hold from that which you know Rav Yudolz. Rav Yudolz said that you're allowed to do this for the small one and not for the big one. Says the Gemara. If the Tanakama held but the Tanakama held you're not allowed to make the food better but you're allowed to yes create the food and then on that on that Rav Yudah adds on that when it comes to the small animal to crush up the carib that is called Shavye that is called creating the food, and therefore that's why it's allowed. Meaning Rabbi Yehuda would be adding on to Tanakama. Tanakama says you're allowed to create food. Says Rabbi Yehuda, and for the small animal, the carib is called crushing it up, it's called creating food, and that is allowed. Then the Mishnah is going to be parallel, and then it's beautiful, and that's how Rabbi Yehuda learned the Mishnah. Eli Amin, and this is the Kashan Rabbi Huna. But if the Tanakama held, you're not allowed to create the food. Yes, make the food more enticeable. And if according to the Tanakama, you're to make the food more enticeable. So then Rav Yudha comes along and Rav Yudha says, You're allowed to crush up for the small animal. Certainly you should be allowed to crush it up for the large animal because it's just making it better. So if you're making it better for the small, certainly you should make it better for the big. So Rav Yudah and the Tanakamba aren't talking to you. Uh, it doesn't work what Rav is going to say. Now there is a potential over here. You could really say that they're arguing in extremes that Rav Yudah is the exact opposite and the Gemara doesn't want to see that which we, we've seen many times. The Gemara is not happy for make the Mishnah two extremes. Says the Gemara, so that's and Ravuna. Answers the Gemara, Misavar, Daka, Daka, Mamish. The Mishnah doesn't mean a Daka, a small animal. My Daka, Gasa, it's a large animal. My Carly, Daka, why is it called Daka? Two lines at the bottom. The Daika, Ba'ochla. It's precise about what it eats. Tommy, Tommy, Reisha, Be Daka, Be Gasa, the Khazar of you, the Daka, Daka, Mamish. Says Mar, how can you say that? The Reisha says Daka, Gasa, fat, small. So when Ravuda in the Seifa says Daka means actually small, says the Gemara, Daka, Mamish, Kasha, you're right. It's a question on Ravuna. And the Gemara leaves it at that. That according to Ravuna, according to the opinion that says that you're allowed to entice the food, not create the food, the Gemara is a Kasha on it. And the Gemara leaves it at that. Now the Gemara continues. Toshaman, now the Gemara asks the question on Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda is the opinion that holds you're only allowed to create food. You're not allowed to make food better. Mechatzchen, moving on, Taman Bezaz, Azul of Nebehima. You're allowed to cut up the gourd in front of the animal. Besan the veil of Neaklavim, or the carcasses in front of the dogs. My lab says the Gemara is going to be very similar to Shaklavataria sequence, like we saw in Amalal. My love, the Luyan Domia de Nevela, that the gourd is similar to the carcass. My Nevela de Rechichi carcasses are soft, that the Luyan de Rechichi, the gourd is soft, and therefore what do we see? Alma Tarchin on Bochla. We see you're allowed to be Tarchin on to make it more enticeable. It was soft, it was edibly making it better. Do you have to dare have you this question? Have you this question? You're not allowed to make things better. You're only allowed to create it for the first time. On Lachar have you there? Have going to respond? Law, exact opposite. Nevela Domia de Luyan, that the Nevela the carcass is similar to the Luyan to the gourd. My Deluyan, Dashuni. Just like Deluyan 
are a bit tough. Where do we have a carcass that's considered tough? Either elephant meat, which itself is tough. For small puppies, they consider the meat to be a little bit soft, and that's what the Mishnah is referring to. And that's our view to answer up the Mishnah, and it's no question. Tashimah, the Gemara tries again three, two lines before the white lines. You'll let it crumble up the straw and the fatter, Arvin, and you let it mix it up. Mix up the straw and the fatter. Almost, what do we see? It was edible and you're just making it more enticeable. So what do we see? So it's a question of Yehuda. You let it make things more enticeable. Answers the Gemara, no. The Tevin that we're talking about is Tevin the Sarya. It's a bit spoiled, and therefore it's not edible. Asafsafa, the fodder is Beely Zitri. It's talking about young donkeys that can't really eat it. So you're not just making it more enticeable, but rather you're making it actually edible. And that's the reason why the Mishnah, that's the reason why this price allows it. The first time the question of Rabbi Yehuda. And we continue with feeding animals in the Mishnah. Kofnun Heyom in the base. A knife seen as a camel, you're not allowed to stuff up a camel. Forest feed. We're going to see these different types of forest feed as Zimmer is going to say in a moment. But like Darcy, nor can you cram it in a higher level of stuffing. Avil, what do you let it? Yes, do malitin. You let it put the food into its throat. And then, we, again, there's like three levels here. We're going to see in the Gemara what that means. Vein, Arimen, as I go in, you're not allowed to fan. Okay, Avil, malitin. We let it put the food down their throats. Again, different levels. You can force feed the chickens. You can put water into their bran, into the oatmeal of the chickens. Don't mix it up. It's your lash. You're needing something. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. You're not to give water. To the bees or the doves inside the dove home. Yes, put the water from the geese, the chickens, and a certain type of Herodian pigeons that you're allowed to yes to. So the Gemara now obviously is going to come along and try to explain what's the Mishnah talking about. My ain't oifsim. What does it mean you can't stuff? So we're going to have a bachlekes over here between Rav Yehuda and Rav Chista. Comes along Rav Yehuda and Rav Yehuda learns. My ain't oifsim. Ain't oifsli obvious b'seich me'eha. You're not allowed to make it a. Sorry, this is not to Machlikas. I'm sorry. Rav Yehuda, what does it mean? Stuff? It means to make a trough in its belly to give it tons and tons of food. Is that possible to give it so much food to make it as if he has a whole storage home inside its stomach? In, says the Gemara, yes. They're like, Rav Yirmiyah Medifti. I saw one time in Arab that he did what? He fed his animal a core and then he fed it another core so it had food for the road. We see you can fan it up in an extent that it has enough food to go, like making a trough inside its stomach. The two, di- two dots, three lines into the Gemara, Kupnan Hamer base. Ain ma'ari min. You're not allowed to fatten up caps, but you're allowed to yes, put it down the throat. It's all different levels. Says the Gemara, Eziya ma'ari, Eziya alta. What is ma'ari? What is fanning? What is alata? What is putting food down? We have to see what these words mean. They both seemingly mean to put the food in the mouth. Now, this is where we're going to have a machlik, Rabbi Yudan Rabbi Chesta. Amar Rabbi Yudan comes like Rabbi Yudan, he says, Amar Lomakim Shani Cholal Achzer. What is Amar Fattening is called when you put it into the mouth, you can't get it out, into the throat. How Alta was being put into the throat, Lomakim Shani is a little bit or further forward that the animal could theoretically spit it out. Rav Chesta, I did Lomakim Shani Cholal Achzer. No, no, says Rav Chesta, they're both talking about that you shove it all the way into the throat. So what's the difference? Amar Ro'o, is the process they deal with the Kli, they use an implement to shove it down. Halata is biyad is with your hands. So Machlik is of Yehuda and Rav Chista. Rav Chista just says you can't use a kli, and Rav Yehuda says you can't put it all the way down their throats. So Masa Rav Yisuf comes to Rav Yisuf and he asks about ten lines into the wide lines. First one on the line is Masif. Masa Rav Yisuf. You're allowed to, yes, force feed the chickens. Then you're allowed to regularly feed them. 
However, you cannot feed the yoinim in the dove coat, so the yoinim aliyah and the ones in the attic. Veins are climber, shinimal alkitin, and certainly you can't put the food down in front of them. So now, the same question. My mahalkitinu, my malkitin. Two different levels. What are these two levels? Elema, if you're going to tell me, mahalkitin, sablebiyadayim. The malkitin means with your hand, malkitin, shadlekamayu. Whereas malkitin is feeding them, just putting down in front of them. Mechlau, so what comes out? You're not even allowed to put the food in front of them? El Olav, it can't be that. Of course you should be able to put food in front of these animals, as we'll see in a moment. El Olav, Mahalkitin, must mean that the Mahalkitin is the level that the animal can't spit it back up. Mahalkitin, whereas Mahalkitin is where the animal could spit it up. Mechlal. So what do we see? The Hamra, Bikli. So it must be that Hamra, is the next level, and that's actually using a kli, is actually using a utensil, which you have to derive Yehuda. So it sounds like that's going to be a higher level, a forceful, more forceful form of feeding. That's like Rav Chista says, Kash and Rav Yehuda, because Rav Yehuda seemingly learned that his mirah, this type of force feeding, is with your hand into the throat, but then it doesn't make any sense. So it must mean that it means with a kli. Says Mar, no, no, no. Amalekh Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda is a simple tarot. Really, the force feeding is with your hand. And feeding is when you put it in front of the animal. What was your question? You're not even allowed to put it in front of them? Yeah, that's true. Very important rule. This is the rule we always have to remember. That when it comes to feeding animals, if animals dependent upon you, and we'll see what this means in a moment, then you're allowed to, yes, feed the animal. If the animal is not dependent upon you, then you're not allowed to feed the animal. And since review, that's not a question at all. Like we learned in a rice, and nice, and instead of the akel, you got to put food in front of a dog. Vein nice, and instead of the chazir. My heifer should be zealous. That was different between a pig and a dog. Zem is a nice of a lacha. The dog, you're dependent upon you. Zain is a nice of a lacha. And the pig is not dependent upon you. And therefore, that's the level you got to feed it. Amar Ravashim has seen Namidika. We've arrived from the Mishnah to this. That the Mishnah says, Zain is a nice of a lacha. You can't give water to the bees in front of the doves. I will nice them. They are good. They yoni at dresses. Be like, yes, give the water to the geese and to the chickens and to the dresses yoni. My my time. Well, what's the difference over here? One, they're dependent upon you. One, they're not dependent upon you. And that's the reason why one you're allowed to yes feed and one you're not allowed to feed. Mar says one second. According to what you just said, my yamayim. Then why are you also not only allowed to give them water? You should You know what the reason is? The reason is because water is common inside a marsh, and that's why you can't give it. So we see over here that it's number one, if the animal needs your food, and uh, needs food, and needs your food. If the animal can find this type of water, you're not going to give it water. If the animal is dependent upon you, then you could, yes, do it. And we're just going to learn three more lines, then we'll finish it. At the end of the Venesia, might they say about the meaning of the Pasik? The Sadiq knows the suffering of the poor. Hashem knows that the dog is only a little bit of food. So he keeps the food inside the dog's stomach for three days. How long should the food be kept in the animal of the. And it's considered Tame, meaning it's still there. But Kelvin, the dog, three days of 24 hour period. As long as it's going to fall into the fire and get consumed, meaning a much quicker amount of time. 
It's proper to throw meat to a dog. But common, how much meat should he throw to the dog? Give it the size of an ear, a chunk of meat, and then push away the dog so it doesn't come chasing after you. That's only in the desert. But in the city, lol, don't do that. That's the mitzvah because it can follow you into the city and you don't want the dog after you. There's no creature more poor than the dog. And there's no creature more wealthy than the pig. We'll finish with this. We'll just conclude with the words of the Archa Shulchan, then in Shilchav Talit, Sif Beis, that he learns out from this Gemara that says you should meet a dog, that if the animal is a stray animal and has no food, so if it can find food, you're not allowed to feed it. But if it's a stray animal and it needs food, it's visibly hungry, then anyone is allowed to feed it. And that's going to be called Mizay Nais because it needs you because it's very hungry. You'll pick it up from here tomorrow.